You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. Welcome to My Strategy with author and personal growth coach, John M. Hawkins. John will provide coaching and inspiration, motivation and advice on your personal development in order to help you with the best decision-making possible. So now, please welcome the host of My Strategy, John M. Hawkins. Hello, everyone, and welcome to My Strategy. I'm your host, John M. Hawkins. We're coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. We're very happy to be here with you today. My Strategy episodes are live on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. This episode, we're going to be talking about the tradition of making New Year's resolutions. Talk a little bit about the pros and cons. Common New Year's resolutions, reasons not to make resolutions. How change can happen anytime and also talk about some strategies and tips for your New Year's resolutions. Well, again, very happy to be here with you today. Saturday is a great day of the week to reflect on my strategy, uh, but keep in, time that, keep in mind that any time is a good time for you to reflect on your strategy. Now, the My Strategy radio show continues to grow. We're av available on iHeart, iTunes, Player FM, SoundCloud, YouTube, Spreaker, and many more digital platforms. So if you'd like to listen to this episode in podcasts, you can find it there. Or you can find one of the many other pre-recorded podcasts out there. You can find me on most social media platforms. My Twitter handle is at HawkinsJohn. That's at HawkinsJohn. And my website is JohnMHawkins.com. And just like anything in life, we need to have a strategy and a plan to help us reach our goals because the best laid plans don't always work. Now, this week, I'm looking for stories on goal setting, resolutions. Do you have a good example, a tip, or a trick that you'd like to share with us? If you do, you can send it to talk at johnmhawkins.com. Welcome again. Today, we're going to be talking about the New Year's tradition of making resolutions. I'm going to talk a little bit about the history of it, where it came from, the pros and cons. I'm going to talk also about some of the common New Year's resolutions and also some tips for those common resolutions to help you stick to them. We're going to talk then about the opposite, which is why you should not be making New Year's resolutions, especially in such a counterproductive, they can be counterproductive in a year such as the one we had last year, which was 2020 and going into 2021. So we want to take that into account. Um, we're then going to talk a little bit about New Year's resolutions and change happening on a constant basis. And, and this show is about personal development and always working on our strategy and our plan. So that's how that ties in. And then uh, we're going to go through some fun tactics and strategies and tips to help give you some ideas of areas that you can focus on. 
All right. So first and foremost, we want to talk about the history of New Year's resolutions. This article is by Sarah Pruitt. I actually got this from the History Channel, uh, probably one of my uh, favorite TV uh, uh, channels out there. She starts off by saying the ancient Babylonians are said to have been the first people to make New Year's resolutions some 4,000 years ago. They were also first to hold recorded celebrations in honor of the new year. Though for them, the year began not January, but mid-March, when the crops were planted. This was during a massive 12-day religious festival known as Akitu. The Babylonians crowned a new king or reaffirmed their loyalty to the reigning king. They also made promises to their gods to pay their debts and return any objects they had borrowed. These promises could be considered the forerunners of our New Year's resolutions. If the Babylonians kept to their word, their pagan god would bestow favor upon them for the coming year. If not, they would. If you advance a little bit, there was a similar practice which occurred in ancient Rome. After the reform-minded emperor Julius Caesar tinkered with the calendar and established January 1st as the beginning of the new year, around 46 B.C., uh, which was named for Janus, the two-faced god whose spirit inhabited doorways and arches. January had a, sp a special significance for the Romans, believing that Janus symbolically looked backwards into the prior year and ahead into the future. The Romans offered sacrifices to the deity and made promises of good conduct for the coming year. For the early Christians, the first day of the new year became the tradition occasion for thinking about one's past mistakes and resolving to do better in the future. In 1740, English clergyman John Wesley, also the founder of Methodism, created the Covenant Renewal Service, the most commonly held on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, also known as a watch night services. They included readings from the scriptures and hymn singing and served as a spiritual alternative to the raucous celebrations normally held to celebrate the coming of the new year. Now popular with evangelical Protestant churches, especially African-American denominations and congregations, night services held on New Year's Eve are often spent praying and making resolutions for the coming year. Despite the traditions in the religious roots, New Year's resolutions today are mostly secular practice. Instead of making promises to the gods, most people make resolutions only to themselves and focus on self-improvement, which may explain why some resolutions seem hard to follow through on. According to a recent search, as many as 45% of Americans say they usually make New Year's resolutions. However, of that 45%, only 8% are successful in achieving their goals. But that dismal record probably won't stop people from making resolutions anytime soon. After all, They've had 4,000 years of practice. Another article here talks about the pros and cons of New Year's resolutions. It's almost unavoidable to address your own stance on resolutions, it says. As social media grows, full of inspiring quotes and optimistic friends, openly driven to start the new year off on the right foot. Commercial ads are flooded with health-driven fitness products promoting gym passes. Whether you're reflecting gratefully about the year behind you, wishing it had ended sooner, or feeling exhausted from the trials and tribulations of 2020. It's now time to embrace a fresh start. However, 
While we have many of these inspiring and helpful messages from all over, it can be difficult to know whether or not the New Year's resolutions are going to help. Here's some pros and cons. Pros, self-awareness, holiday gatherings have re- helped us get back together. Last year it was virtual. Reflecting on our year's conversations. And it gives us perspective. Also, a pro is a fresh start. For some of us, it's not hard to equate the new year with a new beginning. Help us figure out our personal bullet point goals that we need to accomplish. However, there is a downside to doing New Year's resolutions, and I think this one is coming into play a little bit more this year, given the struggles we had in 2020. The con is that there's uh, these deadlines foster procrastination. It can be easy to put off getting serious about your resolutions with such a long lead time. And self-doubt. Sometimes we set ourselves up for failure without thinking about and taking the proper steps to achieve these big goals which can lead to self-doubt and guilt if the goal isn't reached. We're also going to talk a little bit later about how in this in uh, last year, how it was very traumatizing for many, and many are still struggling, that by putting the extra pressure on yourself to accomplish New Year's resolutions can have negative effects as well. So as you start thinking about your New Year's resolution strategy, Know that while we're talking about it, and many do uh, commit to New Year's resolutions, uh, it might not be the best time for you to do that. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today is how we can go about putting together a strategy to determine if it is something that uh, we can benefit from in this year, uh, but also we want to know if it's something that we should be doing. You're listening to My Strategy. I'm your host, John M. Hawkins, coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. We'll be right back. Dr. R.C. will share extraordinary resources and services that promote educational success as well as making a difference in the lives of all social workers as well as the lives of children, adolescents, and teens of today. She will have open discussions addressing many of the issues that we face about our youth and how being employed in the uniquely skilled profession of social work for over 18 years has taught invaluable lessons through her personal experiences. She will also provide real-life facts, examples, and personal stories that will confirm that why serving as a child advocate is extremely beneficial when addressing the needs of the whole child. Listen live Saturdays, 10 a.m. Eastern on the BBM Global Network and tune in radio as Dr. R.C. will provide thought-provoking information that will empower, encourage, and strengthen students, families, and communities across our nation. You can also visit her at soarwithkatie.com. Hello and welcome back, everyone. I'm John M. Hawkins. The show is my strategy. We're coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Right before the break, we were talking about Happy New Year's and New Year's resolutions. We talked a little bit about the history of resolutions and where they came from and also some of the pros and cons. So as we go through this uh, show today, I really want you to be thinking about New Year's resolutions you know, not in the terms of New Year's resolutions, but more in personal development, which this show is all about, and how we can create some strategies to help us if we do choose to set some New Year's resolutions. All right. Uh, in this segment, we're going to be talking about some of the most common New Year's resolutions that are set. 
we're also going to give you some tips to help you keep them. Uh, each year, as you can imagine, millions and millions of folks around the world make New Year's resolutions, as did the Babylonians, the Romans, and many others. So we've got an article here on the most common resolutions. The author is Brad Zomick. He says every year millions of Americans make New Year's resolutions, hoping to spark positive change. The reoccurring themes each year include a more active approach to health and fitness, improved finances, and learning new things for personal and professional development. Chances are there are more than a couple. He says chances are more than a couple of the top 10 most common resolutions might look familiar. He's got them listed here. Resolutions such as exercise more, lose weight, get organized, learn a new skill or hobby, give life to its fullest, save money, quit smoking, spend time with family and friends, travel more, although I don't know how applicable that will be for this year, and read more. He goes on to say, despite the best intentions, once the glow of fresh New Year wears off, many struggle to make good on their plans. And he cites a study that was published in the Journal of Clinical Psychology, where he says only 46% of the people who made New Year's resolutions were successful. That means that over half of the people who set a goal for the New Year will fail. Now, this number kind of conflicts with what we talked about in the earlier segment, but um, you get the point that not a lot of people are uh, completing their New Year's resolutions. It goes on to say that the study also involved non-resolvers, people who did not make New Year's resolutions, but they had a goal they wanted to achieve. Only 4% of the non-resolvers were successful at achieving their goals. A far bleaker result than those who did make a New Year's resolution. Well, I guess maybe he's putting these into the two different buckets, those who committed and those who did not yet still had a goal. Naturally, we don't want to be put in the camp of folks that fail to achieve their aspirations and dreams for 2021. So we've put together an exhaustive plan for following through on your resolutions. Now, I'm not going to go in detail through this exhaustive plan. It's available online if you so choose to go take a look at it. But he does give us some 10 steps and things that we can be thinking about. His first step is mentally prepare for the change. Changing ingrained habits is no easy task. So before diving headfirst into your New Year's goals, it's important to take a step back and get ready for that change. The first breakthrough in change is taking personal inventory, being that it is the end of one year and the beginning of the next. It's a perfect time to take stock in the past year's accomplishments. And this ties directly in with our methodology around, you know, the five things that we do to build a strategy. And this is the assessment. So what did I set out to do in the past year? Where did I make progress? Where didn't I see progress? It's kind of like a strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Naturally, your resolutions may focus on areas that lack progress, but don't forget to savor the progress made or find some small way to celebrate. Those happy feelings are useful. If at all possible, make sure to celebrate them. Stay positive. That's a good a good uh, value to have for this year. Let's all stay positive if we can. Uh, number two is set a goal that motivates you. 
you often be surprised how people set goals that are not for themselves. These goals could not could be dictated or coerced by a manager, spouse, parent, parent, or peer pressure. Well, how many of us are given goals by other people? I think we all are. And the question is, uh, or the, the statement is, that if you're not setting these goals for yourself, you're not going to have as much of a reason to accomplish them. So we really need to find a way, if there are goals that are set for us, and that those might not be the best from, for us to use as resolutions, because we're just not going to be invested in it. We're not going to be tied to it. So think about things that are our goals, our priorities, our dreams, our aspirations, and really be selfish with it, right? I mean, that's what these resolutions are all about. It's our personal development. Three is limit uh, resolutions to a manageable amount. I think this makes sense. You don't want to have too many resolutions. Be specific. SMART goals. Uh, SMART goals is a framework that you can use. Specific, measurable, um, timely. Let's see. Specific, measurable. I think it's actualizable or relevant and timely. Um, apologize for that. Um, but I think it's important for us to be so specific that we have measures for it. So if you're going to say you're going to lose weight, what percent of weight are you going to be losing and by when? So it's important to keep that in mind. Uh, break bigger goals into the smaller goals. So chunk those up. A lot of us tend to be overeager and grandiose when it comes to resolutions. We have the best of intentions and may accidentally take on a goal that is too big to achieve. Thus, it's helpful to divide it into smaller goals that are more achievable, something that we can do. Writing down your goals. I love this one. While it's important to have great goals, it's critical to document them in some way. And they give you some reasons as to why you should document them, such as it's easy to forget. Write down your resolutions, help you clarify it. Uh, write them down in a journal. Uh, share your resolutions with others. I love that one. And automate whenever possible. So just some ideas for you. Uh, you're listening to my strategy. I am your host, John M. Hawkins, coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. When we come back, we're going to be talking about why you should not be making any New Year's resolutions. We'll be right back. Master of words, powerful player. What life-changing words can Dr. Janet Smith-Warfield pull out of her magical toolbox that just might mysteriously open a door you never knew was there? A door to free yourself from fear forever. Transform your rage into right action. Release your guilt. Position you into a life of freedom, purpose, passion, power, and peace. All quite suddenly, unexpectedly, and almost miraculously, with no effort on your part. Join Dr. Janet every Monday at noon Eastern on Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom on the BBM Global Network as she and her guests show you how words map our experiences, immersing you in a sound bath that relaxes your muscles, opens your mind, and supports you in co-creating your extraordinary life. Tune into It's All About You with host Dr. Martha Latz, a lively weekly broadcast on BBM Global Network, one of the most empowering shows for time-starved, overscheduled multitaskers. The professional expertise of Dr. Latz is directly available live every Thursday at 1 p.m. to answer and address concerns about relationships, life transitions of career, meeting, 
dating, and committed relationships. It's All About You with Dr. Latz will expand your understanding of current concerns across your relationships by broadening and expanding possible solutions in developing skills for mutually desired outcomes. Dr. Martha's expertise is as a licensed marriage and family therapist, life, transition coach, and all things to do with communication at work, home, and with friends. Check out her website at auniquetherapycenter.com. Hello and welcome back. I'm John M. Hawkins. The show is my strategy. We're coming alive from the BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. Right before the break, we were talking about some of the most common New Year's resolutions. And I did want to have one clarification. I was talking about the SMART goals. And uh, while it does mean different things to different people, uh, you can think of it as uh, the S is for specific, uh, M is for measurable, the A is for actionable or attainable, uh, R is for relevant, and T is for timely. So I apologize for any uh, mistakes I may have made in that prior segment. All right. In this segment, we're going to be talking about why you should not be making any New Year's resolutions at all. Got an article here by Mercy Livingston, and she says that we might not want to be making any New Year's resolutions for 2021. And this is according to a psychologist, uh, because and basically the thesis is that since 2020 was so difficult for many that you're putting too much pressure on yourself in 2021. So whatever your thought was, whatever you thought was the most challenging year of your life probably got challenged by the dumpster fire that we know is 2020. This year brought so much uncertainty and fear that most of us are behind, ready to turn the page and jump headfirst into 2021. It's a popular tradition to set New Year's resolutions at the beginning of the year, but since 2020 was a year Unlike any other uh, resolutions, do resolutions even deserve a place on your to-do list? Many people set resolutions in the name of good health, kicking some sort of vice which seems harmless after a year. Although when everything got turned upside down and uncertainty is a running theme. So she says, Dr. Sophia Lazarus, a psychologist at Ohio State University, Wexner Medical Center, thinks so. According to Dr. Lazarus, after a difficult year, the last thing we need to do is put more pressure on ourselves or set a goal that might not be realistic during a global pandemic. We know even in normal years, many of us fail to keep our resolutions. So the problem with New Year's resolutions is that they're not inherently bad about setting them. Where things can get problematic is when you're doing it from a place of pressure or obligation. When you feel like you have to set a New Year's resolution to hop on the bandwagon like everyone else, it's probably more useful to look at what's going on in our lives. And especially given everything that has been asked of us and all the adaptations we've been asked to do in 2020. If it's really, is it really a good time to make that change, according to Dr. Lazarus? And if you decide that making some type of change is a good idea, then Dr. Lazarus suggests evaluating how big the change is and that and that kind of change is actually reasonable and realistic right now. We don't want to do it 
What we don't want to do is set a really large sweeping kind of goal and resolution and not meet it and feel even more stressed and discouraged, she says. And I think she has a lot of a good point here, right? When we've been through uh, extreme stress, trauma, it can be very difficult for us to, number one, think clearly. And if you can't think clearly, number one, you, or you could be setting uh, goals and objectives that aren't rational. They're not smart goals. They're goals that are emotional. And those are always very difficult uh, to try and accomplish. Um, Dr. Lazarus also says that people rarely do stick to New Year's resolutions, which we talked about that. Uh, she says the stress and disappointment we sometimes place ourselves on can be very counterproductive. We sometimes think it's going to help us get more done or be more productive or make this change that we really want to make. But Dr. Lazarus thinks that it really tends to just increase our stress and can make things even worse. See if you can be a bit gentler with yourself or give yourself the same kind of grace that you might give to someone you really love or care about who's in a similar challenging situation. What should you do, if anything? If ever there was a year to give yourself a break, it's this year. But if you're itching to make some type of change or adopt a fresh start mentally in the new year, Dr. Lazarus suggests that you start small. What might be more productive is to be more aware of what you're doing and how it impacts you on an ongoing basis so that we can be, be, be making adjustments in our lives to move towards what we really care about, she said, encouraging people to think small in incremental terms. If you would normally set a huge resolution to quit eating junk food, for example, make the change a little bit smaller. You could think about how much junk food you eat on a daily basis, and instead of quitting cold turkey, limit it to once a day or enjoying your favorite meal once a week, no matter how unhealthy it might be. Finally, consider why this small adjustment will make your life better. Do you know that making this change could help you feel better or happier on a daily basis? Or are you doing it because you think you should do it? Also, instead of trying to focus on bad habits or fixing what's wrong in life, she suggests focusing on mindfulness and awareness and releasing some of the self-criticism. So often in these times of stress, we tend to focus on what's wrong and what is unknown. And what we need to worry about, she says. But there are ways that we can kind of try to shift our perspective. And even just being more attentive, aware and grateful for the things that are going well or that are stable. Now, this is a big theme, I think, is the mindfulness. And I found this in many recommendations uh, for 2021 is to, to practice that mindfulness and get some of these routines into your daily life. So rather than having these resolutions, many are suggesting that you practice mindfulness. I do think trying to be more aware overall or engaging in a practice like mindfulness helps, gives us perspective on a more regular basis, says Dr. Lazarus, especially dealing with this age of COVID-19. So as you can see, we've talked about New Year's resolutions. We've talked a little bit about some of the top resolutions. But there also is a case for not doing any New Year's resolutions this year at all. 
You're listening to My Strategy. I am your host, John M. Hawkins, coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. When we come back, we're going to talk about forgetting the New Year's resolutions and how we need to be doing constant change. We'll be right back. Certified professional coach Pamela Reeves can help you with your relationships. Motivational and image coaching are just some of the ways she can help you enhance all aspects of your life. Her book, Is It Love or Merely a Sick Attachment?, helps readers clearly distinguish healthy, loving relationships from toxic ones. Ms. Reeves has put her words into action through Ray of Hope Kenya, an international initiative that provides outreach to victims of abusive relationships there with the goal of helping them rebuild their lives and the tools to avoid abuse. Ms. Reeves operates various business interest through her umbrella network, Nella LLC, and credits her success to her diverse work experience. Whatever your goals, whether striking a balance, reinventing your image, or simply lifting your lifestyle, Pamela Reeves will help you achieve them. Your life, your call. Dial 410-902-5715 or email Pamela at pamreg01 at verizon.net. She's also on the web at pamreeves.com and on Twitter at Pamela underscore Reeves. According to the American Nurses Association, there are approximately three and a half to four million nurses in the United States. So where do all these nurses work? What kind of roles do they have? What kind of education and training help to prepare them for so many different settings? What kind of impact do nurses have on patient outcomes? The World Health Organization has announced that 2020 will be the year of the nurse, honoring the 200th birth anniversary of Florence Nightingale, an international initiative called Nurse now is underway to raise the profile of nursing. The National Academy of Medicine has convened a committee to create the future of nursing 2020 to 2030 that will focus on how the nursing profession can create a culture of health, reduce health disparities, and improve the health and well-being of the U.S. population. Learn more and join Joyce Batchelor on All About Nursing Wednesdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on the BBM Global Network. Hello and welcome back, everyone. I'm John M. Hawkins. The show is called My Strategy. Today we're talking about New Year's resolutions. We're talking about the tradition. We talked a little bit about the history of resolutions and where they came from. Uh, started as back uh, as far back as four thousand years ago. Uh, Caesar had a little bit of a say. Uh, on New Year's uh, resolutions by changing the calendar a bit, and then it's progressed from there. We've also talked a little bit about uh, some of the most common New Year's resolutions, why you might not want to have any resolutions. That was the last segment. And in this segment, I want to talk about, forget about those New Year's resolutions, because change should be happening all the time. And I think this is, you know, what this show is all about. We're all about personal development. We're all about making sure that we are our best selves. And as part of that, uh, we know that we can't be our best selves just, you know, in New Year's and January. We have to be our best selves uh, throughout the year. So that's what we're going to focus on in this segment. I've got an article here by Karen Walker, which talks about new effective goal-setting strategies. She starts off by saying it's that time of year again. The process can be straightforward or complicated depending on the individual and the situation. There's always one underlying question. 
how do how do you ensure that you are setting effective goals? Learn from the past. In most goal setting practices, you review your past goals, focused on what you want to accomplish and what you didn't. But do you examine why? Ask yourself these questions. What are the forces that supported reaching past goals? How do you harness or amplify them for the future? What constrained you from reaching your goals? How do you minimize or eliminate those constraints in the coming year? Look at the big picture, not just 12 months, but what are you trying to accomplish in three years, five years? How do you set goals this year that gain ground on the longer-term rewards that you seek? And this was something that um, I covered quite in detail in uh, one of my books, Building a Strategic Plan for Your Life and Business. The concept here is that it's not just one goal or a resolution that you do, but there needs to be some sort of strategic plan out there. And from a stra strategic perspective, I, I simply mean, what are the actions that you are going to take? And what are the actions you're going to take over a period of time? So it could be actions over three years, actions over two years. And how do those align to what you are trying to do? So when we think about these New Year's resolutions, do those New Year's resolutions, number one, were they effective last year? But how do those align to the bigger picture beyond just those past 12 months, but more, right? A year, two years, 10 years, 15 years. And that was a, that was a big focus in, in my book, Building a Strategic Plan for Your Life and Business. And Karen is also uh, elaborating on this concept as well. She says, improve your strategic thinking as suggested by Nina Bowman. What are the most significant trends and drivers in your industry? How will you stay current and how will you connect to your industry peers? One specific question to ask yourself, she says, is how do I broaden what I consider? I think this is an important topic uh, in this year. One of the things that we can all, you know, it's a problem we all can run into is this confirmation bias where we know our, we know our past, you know, we get exposed to certain information, whether it's through school, whether it's through social media, our family members. And I guess think about it like this. A confirmation bias is when you are making a decision off of a certain set of, of facts, beliefs, things like that, you know that the data you get back is going to support a specific thesis. It is going to support a specific, perhaps, ideology. And the simplest way to look at this is, you know, your family. Um, you know, I came from a big family. We had seven kids, and nine of us were in the household. So anytime... You went and talked to your parents about uh, certain things. No matter what you presented, if it was against their belief system, if it was against their ideology, they would always find supporting evidence that was in alignment with how they believed their uh, ideologies. And so you always got that confirmation from them. Now, they were fact-driven, they were data-driven, 
but they always looked at it from that lens. And so that's what we want to be careful of is where are we getting our information? And sometimes we're wrong. You know, um, I've been wrong on <laughs> um, on more things than I probably would like to admit. But the one thing I do try and do is I try and get perspective. I try to dive deeper into a problem and really try to understand it. And I think that's part the hard part of you know self development and making sure that we're getting better is we are so confident that we know ourselves. We are so confident that the information we're getting is valid, that where we're going is where we need to go. And sometimes we, we need to have that wake-up call. We need to have somebody come in and say, you know, um, I realize that, that you might think that's how things are and how you are, but it might not be the reality. So, you know, that is one of the benefits, I think, of 2020, where it forced everybody to reevaluate, take time off to start thinking about things in a different light. It might have changed your value system, might have changed, you know, what your bad habits were. I know that's that's been a big theme. So not all is lost on on 2020. And I think we need to take the benefit from it. Um, Other things that you need to focus on is managing your time. That's our scarcest resource. Task switching is another significantly productivity drain. We really cannot multitask effectively. We can project tasks if we're working on similar similar problem statements, but multitasking for all intent and purpose is very difficult. And estimates say that you can actually lose 40% of your productivity. Also, be, productivi- be pro- uh, proactive about your development. Are you setting personal goals and professional ones? What skills do you want to have in the future? And that goes back to this construct of strategic planning what are the courses of actions what do you want to be in you know five or ten years this is a good one realize that it's not pass or fail set goals that allow you to learn regardless of the outcome and understand that learning is success in its own way this is ron perucci outlined in an article how to actually encourage employee accountability and if leaders believe that falling short of their goals still had merit It could radically alter how people treat their own people, others' mistakes, as he quotes Kathleen Hogan, Microsoft's chief people officer. She goes on to say, don't overlook the opportunity to improve your goal. As the highly prolific and unsuccessful Pablo Picasso said, our goals can only be reached through a vehicle of a plan in which we must fervently believe and upon which we must vigorously act. There is no other route to success. You're listening to My Strategy. I am your host, John M. Hawkins, coming to you live on the BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. When we come back, we're going to talk about some strategies and tactics that you can use for this year. We'll be right back. Did you know that your beliefs create your entire reality, but it's the subconscious beliefs that do most of the creating? Belief Shifter and Life Coach Shiraz can help you identify those limiting beliefs and eliminate them, often in a single session. Like, it was almost instant, like... 
I had relief right away. Creating better health, relationships, careers, and finances. Let Shiraz help you step out of safety and into awareness. Definitely something's happening. Uh, it's like a, a flow inside. You know, it feels good. Whether in person or online, Shiraz provides personal coaching, belief shifting. Visit Shiraz at energeticmagic.com or call 416-529-7429. Energetic Magic on the BBM Global Network, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Find your greater happiness. Be well. Be aware. Be magical. Renaissance woman, trailblazer, maverick. Those are just some of the words to describe to Chandra Poulard, owner and CEO of House of Virgo Entertainment, LLC, a woman minority veteran-owned entertainment company based in Washington, D.C., Ms. Poulard served 10 years honorably in the United States Navy and departed from active duty to pursue her dreams of becoming an entertainment mogul. House of Virgo Entertainment offers script writing, producing, directing, DJ services, editing, and more. They cater to businesses, corporations, college students, working professionals, aspiring artists and nonprofit organizations, and employ veterans of the armed forces. Tashandra Poulard is pioneering the way we view media and taking her brand global. Visit her at www.houseofvirgoentertainment.com or call 281-515-3740 and like her on Facebook at House of Virgo Entertainment, LLC. Hello and welcome back, everyone. Show is my strategy. I'm your host, John M. Hawkins. We're coming live on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Very happy to be here with you today and glad you can join us. Today we've been talking about New Year's resolutions and most specifically the tradition of it. Right before the break, we were talking about forgetting about our New Year's resolutions and change should be happening at any time and all the time. In this segment, I want to talk uh, a little bit about, a little bit more about this um, topic here. Got an article here from, um, that says, forget making New Year's resolutions. Einstein said the definition of insanity was doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So what gives why do something you only have a 20% chance of accomplishing? Why would you take on the challenge where someone gave you 20% odds? Would you spend your hard-earned paycheck on a bet that had a 20% chance of winning? Would you take 20% odds on anything meaningful to you? And why would you follow the crowd and make resolutions that have a high chance for failure? Go through some tips that we need to have clarity we need to be clear on where we want to go. Don't focus on the what I don't want to happen, but what do I want? Qualitative, quantitative. Know what are the threats, what will get in your way. We need to be able to identify those obstacles and deal with them. If you cannot remove obstacles, if you cannot identify them and remove them, you are not going to stand a chance. Know that you are human. Examine your personal strengths and weaknesses and identify where you've gone astray in the past. It's not an exercise in beating up on yourself. That will only deplete your energy. 
goal is to be objective. What can you do? What can't you do? Consider multiple alternatives. Have a backup plan, right? If the path you had going forward does not work, what are the alternate routes and who can help you? So if you had a plan to lose weight and you had a trainer set up, you had your gym membership, and a pandemic happens, a pandemic is going to close the gym membership, close down the gym. You're not going to be able to see your personal trainer. What do you do? And that's going to happen in life. It's going to happen all the time. It's nice to have trust and believe that things are going to be out there for us, but they're not. Maybe that is something good we can take away from this past year. Have a plan. This cannot be stressed enough. Too many people say they will eat more healthy or get less upset with their children. They're certainly positive goals, but they're not specific. I think that's important, too, as we do our planning. So we've talked a lot about, you know, why not to do goals. Um, but let's let's think about those goals that we have and, and is there a way that we could simplify them. Got an article here by Megan Grant. She gives us some resolutions to try. Focus on your passion, not the way you look. Work out to feel good, not to be thinner. Stop gossiping. Don't be that person. Spread positivity. Compliment someone every day. Go a whole day without checking your email. Do random acts of kindness. Read a book a month. Go somewhere you've never been. Clean out your clutter. That's a good one. I mean, I organize my desk uh, quite oftenly, even <laughs> several times a week. It might sound a little bit uh, obsessive there. But, um, you know, it just helps me reset, especially when I want to work on a different project. I clean out the desk and, and set it up for the new, the new thought process. Um, turn off your phone one night a week. Reduce your waste. Volunteer. Travel on a very small budget. Drink more water. Stop multitasking. Increase your savings. Talk to yourself and be kind. Call a friend instead of texting them. Don't buy things you don't need. Keep a journal. It can help battle anxiety. Clean out your car. Pay your put your bills on auto pay. Take the stairs. Go to the dentist when you're supposed to. Be kind on social media. Let go of grudges. I think, too, it's important to say you're sorry when you are wrong. Stay in touch with the people who matter to you the most. Start a new hobby. Bring a plant into your home. There's a challenge. I, I'm hit or miss with plants. You know, I mean, I can, I've done a pretty good job with, well, with one plant in particular. But, you know, it just, it's not, every, it's not everybody's uh, forte. And it's not mine either. So if you can do it, I'm, I'm impressed. Start cooking. Buy less plastics and handwritten letters. Donate clothes you never wear. Pay off your credit card every month. Avoid people who complain a lot. Remove negativity or anything that makes you feel lousy. Travel somewhere with no map. 
I feel like I've already uh, uh, good at that. I love going places <laughs> without, without having directions, although it is a good way to get lost. Cook more again. Get a real haircut. I'm not sure what they mean by this, but she says, some of us are so attached to our hair, literally and figuratively chop off a few inches. Might not have a few inches of hair to spare, but uh, definitely something to consider if you do have that. Do something that scares you. I like that one. Make your bed every morning. I can check that off my list. Stay on top of your inbox. I can check that off my list. I'm pretty good about cleaning out my inbox on a weekly, daily, on a daily and a weekly basis. Stretch it out. Try guided meditation. Craft something for yourself. Go to bed happy each night. Spot clean as you go. That, that's a good one to, to keeping things clean is just as you do as you move through clean it up pay it forward talk less and listen more it's kind of hard for me to do with a podcast but uh, there are times when I do have to listen whatever your goals are write them down so those are some of the ideas of things that you can be focusing on if you're at a loss for words uh, for this year and um, you know as, as you think about those goals we want to think about the, the five-step process that we do, which is being aware that we have vision, that we have goals, things that are, we want to achieve, we assess and analyze, take a look at the situation and figure out what are those things we should be working on, what are those courses of actions. Strategize and plan is taking a look at those actions and figuring out which are the ones that we might not want to continue doing, and if we're not doing them, are we putting extra emphasis on specific actions? Or are we supplanting and putting in new actions? Then we always need to implement the plan. If we don't implement it, uh, we're not going to be successful. And then always getting support and evaluation. And I think, you know, one of the big things, the ways we are successful, uh, and I've noticed this a lot on social media and, you know, apps that I use, people are starting to share their goals. And they're starting to say, you know, I, I plan on riding, you know, 5,000 miles on my bike this year. And when you share something like that on a social media platform, you're, number one, other people are know, now know that you have set that goal. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to hold you accountable because people are going to want to see you as successful. And they're going to also be supportive. So now by putting your ideas out there uh, you can have a support infrastructure but if you don't have that find a good coach or somebody who can help you're listening to my strategy i'm your host john m hawkins coming live to the bbm global network and tune in radio when we come back we're going to help you put your plan in place we'll be right back French Rastafarian baker Chef Ugmat is a fourth-generation baker and has worked in 11 countries across three continents. Born in Mulhouse, France, he began apprenticing in his father's bakery at age 12 and has devoted his life to learning cultures of the world from inside kitchens across the globe. He also teaches traditional French baking by hosting demonstrations in classes, and his passion for baking is reflected in his delicious confections. 
With a deep respect for discipline and his Rastafarian way of life, Sheikh Uvmat exemplifies commitment to tradition and culture in a global world. Traveling extensively and combining a myriad of flavors into his recipes, Chef Ugmat brings a unique approach to baking. To read more about the French Rastafarian baker, visit www.frenchchefug.com. That's H-U-G-U-E-S. Bon appétit and bless up. Escape from Hell, A Woman's Story is a passionate book that tells the true story of author Rhonda Knudsen's journey through the darkness and adversity of abuse. The book takes readers on an emotional trail from the depths of despair to the heights of forgiveness and understanding. She was inspired to help others, and her book is a vital tool through this process. Faithful to God and devotional to her beacon of hope, Rhonda Knudsen is a perfect example of finding a guiding light that helped her come through the dark and into the light. Her book can assist you in overcoming your challenges with abuse. The publication of Escape from Hell, A Woman's Story is a triumphant achievement, and it can help you take ownership of your own experience of abuse and come through stronger than before. Rhonda is currently working on two more books, Shadows of Corruption and Coast to Coast on a Piece of Toast. To read more about this inspiring author and purchase her books, visit rondaknutson.com or go to www.amazon.com. Hello and welcome back, everyone. I'm John M. Hawkins. You're listening to My Strategy. Happy New Year. Uh, this uh, Today we've been talking about New Year's resolutions. And in case you missed this broadcast, you can uh, listen on iHeartRadio, Apple iTunes, or listen to the podcast on many, many digital platforms. And if you'd like to have something covered in the show, send an email to talk at johnmhawkins.com. That's talk at johnmhawkins.com. Or you can pick up the, the phone. You can remember what that is. And give us a call at 844-MY-STRATEGY. That's 844 844- my strategy. There are other ways besides phones for you to give us a call, by the way. Voice over IP is one of those. So choose your method of delivery. In this episode, we've been talking about the yearly tradition of making New Year's resolutions. We talked about New Year's resolutions and some of where the history of this may came from was the ancient Babylonians over 4,000 years ago. Then we started to transition. Uh, Caesar changed the uh, calendar and uh, to January, so they had shifted it to January. And there was this concept um, of looking forward and backward. Janus was the god, and as a result, we have January. Uh, later, it, it transitions to thinking about one's mistakes, and we are now today where it's not really a religious, it's not affiliated with religion, but it is mostly secular resolutions. But there are pros and cons to making resolutions. Pros is self-awareness, a fresh start. Cons are deadlines foster procrastination and self-doubt. And an important note there is 2020 was stressful enough. You might not want to do resolutions because it could put additional stress on you. We talked about some of the most common New Year's types of resolutions. Talked about losing weight, exercise more, get organized, learn a new skill or hobby, live life to the fullest. 
and talked a little bit about why you should not be making New Year's resolutions. They could be counterproductive in a tough year. Many of us create those resolutions and fail. Disappointment and stress can be counterproductive. So forget making those New Year's resolutions because change should be happening all the time. There are steps that you can take to make that change at any time. Be clear of what you want. Know what gets in the way. Be aware of the human factor. Consider alternatives. And by focusing on our passion, something that we're interested in, not the way you look. For example, work out to feel good, not be thinner. Be positive. Don't gossip. Compliment people. Go a whole day without checking email and more. But making these changes isn't going to be easy. It means that we are aware of those old habits and patterns that we have. And having either the ability for us to realize that we are in those patterns or working with a friend or a professional can help us identify those patterns. But once those patterns are identified, it's going to take you. You need to consciously prioritize your actions. You need to commit to those goals or intentions. Because if you don't do it, you won't be able to realize those goals. So this year, whether you make resolutions or not, I think it's important for us to know that we are human. We have been placed in unfortunate circumstances this year. And if you don't make resolutions this year, it's going to be just okay. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. Been a pleasure being here. We'll see you next time. This has been My Strategy with your host, John M. Hawkins. Listen each week as John reminds us that just like elite athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of their coaches, he is here to help you achieve your highest goals possible. Here each week on My Strategy. been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company.